everybody, and welcome back to Rethinking Supply Chain. I'm Diana Chen, and I'm here with your host, John Abrams. How's it going, John? Oh, it's going well. Great. So today we're going to talk about supply chain transparency. It's something that I've been reading in uh, some articles lately, and I just love to talk to you more about your take on supply chain transparency. So why don't you start off by telling us why is it important for businesses to be transparent about their supply chain processes? So there's a couple of different ways to look at supply chain transparency. We'll start with the one I know best, which really is supply chain visibility. And uh, what that means really simply is that from any point in the supply chain, so let's let's imagine a supply chain is uh, from a grower, uh, so somebody producing, say, lettuce, uh, to the consumer through, say, uh, Walmart. What supply chain visibility would say is that at any point in that supply chain, from the grower to the manufacturer, uh, so somebody who is going to put that grown product into a box and package it up and send it to a distributor and then send it along through a truck or a logistic system to a retailer and then ultimately a consumer purchases it, At any point, you can know where that product is, and more importantly, you can know what that product is and what uh, carries very different meanings depending on where in the supply chain you are and what you're you're looking to know. So, for instance, if uh, your lettuce contains a genetically modified ingredient, so and I don't know much about lettuce, but let's say that uh, the seed was generated through a genetically modified process so that it resists, uh, uh, I don't know, bugs or some such thing. At certain points in the supply chain, you're going to want to know that there is a genetically modified organism that is being conveyed. So if it was going from, say, Canada into the U.S. or Mexico into the U.S. or U.S. into some other country, regulators want to know that, uh, holy cow, there's uh, genetically modified lettuce coming into our country. And and that's really bad because if the lettuce... uh, uh, you know, germinates and and we now have rogue genetically modified lettuce in our country. That that's really bad. So visibility uh, really says that at, no matter where in the supply chain you are, whether you're a consumer, whether you're a regulator, whether you're a distributor, you can have access. You can have visibility to that product, and you can have visibility to the various components, the various elements of that product. So uh, trans- transparency uh, also has different meanings, but visibility is is the way I've promoted that when I uh, worked for distributors in healthcare. So uh, Cardinal Health, one of the things that uh, that I, I pushed for was was supply chain visibility, which would allow Cardinal to see. Uh, up the chain and down the chain, Cardinal Health is a, a U.S.-based distributor of medical products and pharmaceuticals, and and to be able to see up the chain to the manufacturers and down the chain to the retailers or uh, wherever the product was being consumed, a healthcare environment, care delivery. 
So to be able to see up the chain and down the chain from Cardinal's perspective would allow Cardinal to make different decisions based on how much product was in the chain, uh, whether there were challenges to the product, so shortages, uh, stockouts, things like that. And what's interesting to me, uh, if I can just uh, riff on this topic for a second, is that uh, the biggest challenge to visibility across the supply chain, regardless of whether it's healthcare or consumer products, is that there are so many different ways to identify what a product is. So you have to start with real basic information about a product. It has to be digital. It can't live on paper. And you have to be able to convey that information in a fairly simple way from from system to system. And, and those are uh, believe it or not, still really hard things to do, regardless of whether you're in automotive, healthcare, or consumer products. Right. So it definitely sounds like with food products like lettuce, for instance, there is more than just an ethical responsibility to be transparent about your supply chain processes. There's a safety concern as well. But for companies that are selling items such as you know, clothing or shoes, I guess what level of transparency would you say they owe to the general public uh, to, you know, reveal and communicate about how they're operating their supply chains? Yeah, certainly. That's a a really cool call out. And uh, you're calling out that depending on whether you're a consumer or whether you're uh, somebody working in the supply chain, you, you have different needs. I've always worked in supply chain. My needs have always been around speed. How quickly can I get a product move from point A to point B? And and how efficiently can I do that? What is the, the, the lowest cost of carriage for that, uh, for that product to be moved from, from one place to another? Or can I source it in a, a lower cost way? So uh, speed and cost are, are, if you're in supply chain, that, that's what it's all about. Uh, if you're a consumer, it's a little bit different. I, I want to know a, a bunch of facts about this product that are not promotional, that, that are legitimate concerns. And if you're a regulator, you have a bunch of uh, maybe not speed or price issues, but you have, uh, as you suggest, safety issues. And and so the, the answer to me is all of that information should be available. There is no product I want as a consumer that I can't know virtually everything about that product, uh, and including recalls. I'm always fascinated by the uh, lack of transparency in the world of recalls. Uh, I was I was doing a search the other day about a recall and I came across a very well-known baby product line that had issued recalls for virtually every product sold they sold at Walmart and I, I just I was stunned at that. This it wasn't a news story. It wasn't something that I had heard about or read about. And it's a it's a major manufacturer, and the depth of the recall was massive, and it just wasn't it, it wasn't something that that was in the news or or that I'd heard about, and it it just is kind of surprising to me. My wife had uh, a Cadillac. There was a recall for and a very well-known recall. We learned more about the recall through media sources than we did from communication from the manufacturer. 
So it's fascinating to me that that we have a, uh, I love the way you frame it as sort of this ethical, moral debate about product information. To me, it, it, I, consumers want all the information that they can get about a product. And when you get down to things that actually have life and death implications, especially when you're talking automotive and recalls or baby products and recalls uh, or virtually anything and recalls, the lack of transparency, the lack of supply chain visibility prevents manufacturers who do want to let a consumer know there's a problem. It prevents them from communicating directly with their uh, their their consumer. They're, you know, they they work really hard. If you're a an automotive brand or you're a lettuce manufacturer, they work really hard to say, hey, we produce uh, uh lettuce using sustainable methods of growing and we invest in our farmers and we do all of these things, they want to get that information to the consumer. They also don't want to lose the consumer based on a recall. So it is much better for a manufacturer to say, hey, dear consumer, the lettuce you bought had a uh, had exposure to a pathogen. We want to let you know about it. And here's a coupon for five more heads of lettuce <laughs> that you can get uh, delivered or or go uh, pick up at the store next time because we care about you, our customer. So I'm fascinated. And actually, I want to probe a little bit more on your ethical moral question because you're you're a lawyer. So it's interesting that you frame it that way. I'm a supply chain guy. I look at it as all of that information should be available all of the time, everywhere, and it should be it should persist. So it's not a moral issue from my perspective. It's a relationship, uh, brand relationship issue. And it again, it, depending on where you sit in the supply chain, you have different needs. But it, it, there should be. No reason why all of the information isn't available all of the time. Yeah, that is interesting how we just saw the same issue from such different perspectives. I had to turn it into a moral and ethical question. And you're like, it's just about building good, <laughs> strong relationships. <laughs> but um, we make it, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. We do make it a moral issue and it, it does cloud people's view of manufacturers. And, and uh, so for instance, uh, let's take that same lettuce example. So maybe the farmer is not being treated fairly and, and the big mean manufacturer doesn't ever want to treat their farmers fairly. They just want cheap product as quickly as they can get it. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's awful lettuce and, and they're okay with it being awful lettuce because they want to sell it at, at, uh, in bulk to, uh, people who they don't care about. That's the, I don't know if that exists. Uh, I'm not suggesting it does. Uh, I'm also not suggesting it doesn't exist, but what I am suggesting is that the lack of transparency and the lack of visibility across the supply chain from a consumer perspective allows anyone to create that example in their head. And we do. When I don't get a recall notice about the Cadillac ignition mechanism malfunction, when I don't get that information directly from Cadillac, I start to create my own story about why I'm not getting that. The real answer about why I'm not getting it is General Motors has no idea that I bought a car from them. None. 
They're, the supply chain is so fractured and is uh, is so clouded, and there's so little visibility from a brand, a manufacturer, to the ultimate consumer that it is not, to me as a supply chain guy, at all surprising that GM doesn't know about my wife's car with the broken ignition. But it, so I know that because I've been in supply chain. If I ask my wife why GM didn't notify her, she would think, well, GM doesn't like her, or GM maybe has a mean streak, or or whatever. So if you want to bridge the you know this moral divide that you bring up, I think we can look at it as the lack of visibility allows us to create unethical, immoral images in our head about different parts of the supply chain, whether it be regulatory, governmental, manufacturer, distributor. And if we open it up, two things I think will happen. One is that we will actually see the supply chain for what it is, uh, and we will see the imperfections in it, and we will correct them because imperfections lead to uh, inefficiency, lead to uh, errors and lead to all sorts of problems in the supply chain. So opening it up, uh, making it visible, making it transparent will expose those inefficiencies and allow them to be correct, corrected, not necessarily because anybody's trying to get to some high moral uh, uh, bench, but that inefficiency is costly and we need to take cost out of the supply chain. So I think the bridge between your moral perspective in my, it's about speed and money. The the connection to that is, is we can remove immoral activity if it exists by exposing it. And we can also make things more efficient. So people can make decisions about, maybe I want to buy lettuce from the immoral grower uh, who's growing with genetically modified organisms or some bad thing. Uh, and by the way, I'm not making a statement on GMO, and there's a lot of good in GMO. But but at least if I can make that decision, now I'm not wondering, gee, are they mislabeling? Are they are they being immoral? Because it's clear to me as a consumer or as a buyer or as a distributor. And so I'm all for uh, transparency and visibility across the supply chain. It's just really hard to get to, uh, but we will get there. Yeah, I really like what you said about, you know, when retailers are not transparent about their products, it just causes consumers like us to make assumptions about whatever it may be in our heads. They don't like me. They've got a mean streak. You know, they're immoral, whatever the case may be. So at the end of the day, it really is beneficial for retailers to be fully transparent. It's uh, I'm just saying that because when we first started this conversation, I kept thinking, you know, where's the compromise that retailers and consumers can make between consumers wanting all the information in the world, but that not being very time efficient for retailers. And now I think it's coming back to me that, you know, it, it's at the end of the day, 100% beneficial for retailers to provide full transparency because that's how they're going to build relationships with consumers and get more business from, from consumers because consumers aren't sitting back wondering and making assumptions about the brand, you know, why they're not telling me everything they could be telling me. Yeah. And I, I don't know that retailers, um, there, there is a cost to making more information available. I think it's, it's fairly minor. Uh, uh, the, the reason it, it is 
difficult is not that the the cost of making that is uh, is challenging. It's that the method, the means for making it available are almost out of reach. So if you look at the requested attribute fields from, say, Walmart, uh, it's, a, it's a massive amount of information. And most of the the items that they attributes about a product, so so thing color, size, description, GMO status, um, all of those attributes, really they're they're not costly to make available from the Walmart perspective. Walmart asks for almost all of the information you can imagine. They just can't get it all because it may be coming from a distributor who didn't get that information from the manufacturer, who maybe didn't get that information from the grower. And there's lots of reasons for it. It's not that the information doesn't exist. It does exist. It just becomes very siloed and separated from the totality of the supply chain. So if you if you want, you know, at some point, the person shipping the lettuce knew where it came from. And that got lost along the way. So Walmart can ask for it all day long, but if the manufacturer didn't pass that information along to the distributor who passed it along to maybe another distributor, ultimately to Walmart, Walmart demanding that information is it's nice, but they're never going to get it because it doesn't exist at the point that it gets conveyed to Walmart. So when we talk about end-to-end visibility and supply chain, we're talking about making all of those attributes all the way from the grower all the way to the retailer. Every attribute that gets added or appended to a product should be available to the consumer or anybody that wants it. And, it, and it's not because it got lost along the way. And that's part of the tragedy and part of the, the lack of transparency, the lack of visibility in the supply chain today. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Well, I always like to wrap up every episode with some actionable tips for businesses um, to, you know, be able to improve transparency in their supply chain. So for businesses that are maybe wondering whether or not they're being fully transparent in their supply chain, other than providing detailed information about their products, where it was grown, where it was made, and being very transparent about recalls and any product defects they may have, what else can businesses do to ensure that they're being fully transparent in their supply chain. Well, I think today it's um, it's more a question of is that information that you have about a product, regardless of where in the supply chain you are, is that information that you have is it digital? Meaning, uh, is it being conveyed through? a system as opposed to a phone call or a fax or even a even a spreadsheet because digital information from a a say a master system an ERP or a PIM or something like that if that information is being conveyed from one system to the next system along the supply chain in a truly digital fashion that's the best chance we have for opening up making uh, visible information across the totality of the supply chain. Once it goes into a fax, once it goes into a spreadsheet, once it goes into a phone call, the information is A, error prone, B, 
uh, sort of uh, uh, transitory. It, it's there for a short period of time to overcome some particular hurdle, such as a regulatory requirement, and then it's gone, and and it's not going to be conveyed to the next point in the supply chain or two points down in the supply chain. So uh, I think your question is spot on. The the answer is it is to be more basic, more fundamental, and ask yourself regardless of where you are in the supply chain, is this information being conveyed in a machine-to-machine manner as opposed to somebody in the call center is conveying the information or putting it on a fax or, or in a fax or, or in a spreadsheet? That makes a lot of sense. Thanks so much, John, for sharing your insights on transparency and supply chain processes. And thank you, everybody, for listening in on another episode of Rethinking Supply Chain. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Rethinking Supply Chain podcast. It's brought to you by Venzi, intelligent product content distribution for enterprise commerce. Learn more and say hello to us at venzi.com. That's V-E-N-Z-E-E.com.